28-12. Alouettes lead. The Argonauts just getting ready for the second half of play. Mike Hogan and the rookie today, Ben Grant from X's and Argos. If you're going to listen to a podcast, that's the one. So if you're an Argo fan, make sure you check T and JB doing their little. What's what's your line about your uh, your tweeting during a game? Oh, yeah, flawed observations and questionable analysis. Yeah, that one, that one. So now we're getting it on the radio, which is which is very cool. Um, not really much to, I guess, in, to make in terms of adjustments because you're still going to be pretty vanilla in the second half. Yeah, I think they're just going to keep doing their thing. They're, they've got plays that they obviously want to see certain players make and put them in certain situations, so that's going to continue. There really isn't going to be much, I don't think, in the way of adjustments. It's a tough call for coaches because you would like to go through that experience with these players to be able to go through a proper adjustment and and sort of you know treat the game as as an independent game that you're trying to win but that's not the reality of the situation so i I think we're going to see probably some plays that look very familiar that we saw in the first half we've already seen a few that were mirrored and and used again so probably a little bit like that and you're just going to take a look and see how how guys execute and I guess we'll see how long Chad Kelly plays into the second half as well. But he uh, he, he, he showed up uh, today for sure. Absolutely. And we'll see how much he gets. And Ben Holmes also expected to get some snaps today for the Argos. Kickoff underway. Argonauts are going to get it first here. Moving from right to left. Wearing all dark blue here. And it's going to be Hedell taking it up at the 30. 35-40. 45-50. Midfield. Down the left sideline. And is tripped up and knocked out of bounds. No. He's still in bounds. He's going to tip sidelines for the touchdown no flags and for the first time since chris rainey returned a kick for a touchdown back in 2019 it's an argo touchdown their first kickoff return since chad owens did it in 2013 yeah argos fans have been waiting a long time to see a kickoff return touchdown that one was incredible there was great blocking up front first of all Hadell taking it to the outside where he had a little bit of space, but I didn't know if he was going to be able to make it there. He actually had to somehow balance his way through two heel tackles. He kept he kept his feet, was able to get into the end zone. That's a that's a huge play for the Toronto Argonauts, and not only that, as a huge play individually, they are now right back into this game. We're just about to start things over again. I don't know how he stayed in bounds. Up comes Beatty. Another bit of a problem on the exchange, but Haggerty gets it down, and Beatty gets it through, and blink, it's 28-28. Yeah, like you're saying, some of those, it's really tough to keep your balance when you're that close to the sideline and somebody wraps up your ankles because the only way that you can usually stabilize yourself is getting some getting some width and, and regaining your balance, but he doesn't have that option with the sideline just to his left. The first one coming from Cote, I believe, uh, was not as, as, as tough to get through. But that second one, the defender had him, his legs wrapped right up, and he had the strength to be able to pull out of that. But how about that burst of speed, oh. that, that moment of acceleration where he found a new gear up the sideline? Hedell, Hedell's debut hasn't been great. He had a couple of miscues in the game against Edmonton. Hedell came this close to winning a Super Bowl last year with the Rams. He was the last cup. And, you know, that must haunt him. You know, anybody who plays football, you get that close to a championship, you know, you, you make the final cut and just can't survive. You make it to the final cut. But that's the kind of speed that Vince Magri knew was there when uh, he brought him up. So Jeremiah Hedell 
we all know how to say his name now, and he just showed why. Yeah, what a smile on his face. What a great day to learn how to say his name correctly. (laughs) 28-28. 87 yards on the return for the touchdown. And now Worthy is going to try and counterpunch. Takes it to the far hash marks at the 10-yard line. Comes all the way across the field to the 28 and is brought down there. Trevor Hoyt was in on the tackle. As was Ali Fayad. Some of these guys are going to start getting tired, too, because like we said off the top, there are a lot of guys that are playing full special teams and full positional defense or offense. So we'll see what... And it's not like it was a a really tight defensive battle in the first half. So (laughs) things may open right up in the second. We'll see. So here we all... We were just ready to give you Chad Kelly's stats at the half. Instead, we will give you the stats of the new quarterback for the Alouettes as they have made the switch at halftime. And on a running play, Joshua Anthony gets nothing. But Davis Alexander is in from Portland State. Watched him in the warm-ups. This guy can fling it. He's got a really strong arm. Signed with the Owls this year. 37 starts at Portland State. He was a three-year starter down there. Had 9,200 yards and 63 touchdowns at State. Gain of one on the first running play. Alexander did have a rushing touchdown in the first half coming in. He ran the short yardage in the opening 30 minutes. Argos are around 40 front right now. They'll send four. Back to pass Alexander. Comes in the air side. He's got a man on the curl out to close to first down yardage. And indeed, he will get 12 yards in a first down. Hey! I know you. It's Enoch Mwamba who has found his way into the booth. I felt a hand on my shoulder. And we don't we don't have the headsets on. So you're coming up. Dude. Oh, okay, that'll work. Okay. Look at that. Luca Moya has our engineer here has decided to give up the headsets to the usual starting middle linebacker, Enoch Mwamba, who came up here twice during the regular season and likes doing it so much. He's back, even though Matei's not here. Thought I'd give you a visit, right? That's good. Perfect. First and 10 from the 41. Alexander with a pump fake wants to go long down the rail. He's got a man deep at the 25-yard line and in and out of the hands of Tyson Philpond. It'll be second and long. You you missed some games earlier this season. Now, you, now you're just kind of you're here. Does it still kill you to look down and not be in the lineup? Uh, you know what? Circumstantially, now it's okay. Yeah? This this is the type of games that you want to miss out on. This is the type of games you want to have the luxury of sitting a lot of guys. So, um, you know, and then on top of that, too, I think a lot of the things that some of the things that uh, a lot of people kind of overlook is the fact that there's a lot of guys on the field right now that are getting valuable experience. And it's, uh, it, it is a good thing. Second out and 10 from their own 41-yard line. We talked about Davis Alexander's arm. He showed it off there, but it was incomplete. Back to pass again. Rolling now, flushed out of the pocket, rolling to his right under pressure, and he throws it at the feet of the intended receiver, Antwi. No flag for grounding. Good pressure, though, including Sam Achimpong and Ali Fayad. Enoch, what do you think of the job that Jack Kassar is doing in your spot uh, to have, uh, you know, th- this guy that's been mentored by you, uh, you know, for, for the last couple seasons? Uh, how's he doing out there today? Listen, Jack is coming into his own, you know. Uh, he's a guy going into his second year, missed quite a bit of time last year, um, started the season a little bit injured, but 
um, even on special teams. And I kept, I kept trying to tell him, you know, throughout the season, you got to focus on special teams and everybody gets a shot. If you want to get noticed by the coaches, you got to do your job on special teams. And if anybody's been paying attention to our special teams this year, uh, the last maybe four, five, maybe six games, he's been a terror out there. And, uh, you know, coaches notice him. And so they really want to find out even a package for him to get on the field. Joseph Zima's first punt of the day is taken by Javon Lee. Flag comes down. And Leak goes down at the 31-yard line. Argos will take over first and 10. We'll tell you what the penalty is when we come back. It's tied at 28 early in the third quarter. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Penalty was against the Argos. They'll take it over at their own 18-yard line, first and 10. 11 minutes of change remaining in the third quarter, 28-28. Mike Hogan, Ben Grant with you, along with Enoch Mwamba, who's found his way into the booth. Did you need this week off? Like, physically, are you okay at this stage of the season? Or are you just going... Oh, this is a good day off. Both. Yeah. Can I can I can I answer like that? Sure. Both. Absolutely. <laughs> I needed it, and it's both. But the crazy thing is this: I talked to a bunch of the guys that you know, a few of the guys that also sat out. It's, that football mindset is different because if I had to play this week, I would have played and oh, I would have sure. had my Most best of the football guys out there. Yeah. But you know, when you get the luxury of you know uh, opting out and not having to play a meaningful game like this this late in the season, it's always a blessing. So, um, yes, both is the, the, the short answer. Well, there, there, there aren't too many guys on the team right now who aren't hurt, right? Injured is one thing. Hurt is another thing. But your body goes through this every day for, you know, 25 weeks now or whatever it's been since camp opened. Absolutely. If you talk to anybody that, that's on the field right now or even on the sidelines that's played more than five games at this stage in the season, you, you're feeling something. Kelly so, throws a long pass down the left sideline. It's going to be incomplete. He was looking for Hadell, who electrified the fans. Now, we're, you just came up here. Did you see the opening kickoff of the half? I had the best view because I was walking just on the field, and I saw him breaking the last couple of tackles there. So, um, you know, happy for uh, Hadell. And, uh, you know, he's been doing a good job of just sticking to it. Sometimes it's tough coming in, you know, midseason and trying to find your space, your place and on the team. But, you know, he's doing what he's been asked about, uh, to do, and, uh, you know, he's being rewarded today. With him and Leak back there, good luck in the Eastern Final. you got to pick one of those guys to kick to. That's right. And, and again, these are the issues or problems or hard decisions that you want to have to make at the end of the season. You want to have these problems, then, then the opposite. Kelly went over the middle. He was looking for Juwan Breskison, who had first down yardage, but it was knocked away. Nice play by the defender to go over the top, and it will be third down in a punting situation. As John Haggerty comes out. I haven't seen many punts today. 28-28. Just what every defensive player wants to see, huh, Nock? Yeah. 56 right. points on the board early <laughs> in the third quarter. We had one pick. One pick, one interception. Yeah. So we need more That's of those. It. So Haggerty, the Aussie, will stand at his own goal line. And Chandler Worthy back at his own 50. Block. Oh. And that's going to be an easy score for the Alouettes. Pressure came right up the middle, and getting his hands on the football and, and just basically swallowing it was Jabari Ellis, and he'll fall on the ball in the end zone, and the Alouettes reclaim the lead. If there's going to be a game where that's okay, I guess it's this one. But, uh, yeah, you never want to see that. It was something that Toronto had some trouble with last year. There were a few games where either punts were blocked or almost blocked, and, yeah, you, you, you never want to see that. But, yeah, this is, this is just a case of, uh, you know, Ellis getting right through the middle, making the block, picking up the ball himself. He did everything on that play. Uh, pretty unstoppable on that on that rep. What did you see there, Knock, that you didn't like? Well, you know, it seems like guys are just trying to go down and make a tackle. 
Um, it's about having the right mindset. You know, these are the type of games and it, almost considered like trap games, right, where you're kind of trying to just get through the game. And so you got to lock in and focus in on, on the details of the game. And uh, uh, it's fundamentals. you got to go back to the fundamentals, block all the way to the end, not get out too soon. And uh, that's what happened right there. Okay, your you're bad luck. You can leave now. Yeah, we'll take the <laughs> We'll take the break. Uh, 35-28, good news is this man will be on the field on November the 13th, Eastern Final. Get your tickets now at Argonauts.ca. We'll come back. Argonauts down seven. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Hey, we're back, and our thanks to Enoch Mwamba joining us. You were saying that you have experience with Enoch in football? Yeah, my first ever game as a coach, uh, we ended up uh, having to face uh, Enoch Mwamba and, and his high school team. But, yeah, he was he, he was a very irritating player to have to send an offense out against. <laughs> well, he wasn't playing. Why was he so irritating? Uh, well, no, he was, he was he was you know he was playing linebacker. He was playing both both sides of the ball. He was just yeah absolutely everywhere, and uh, you know it's, it's funny. There's there's so many, you know this, that was a, a region of Peel game, and there's so many guys from the region of Peel that have made their way uh, on, onto not just CFL teams but Argos teams. We've got a bunch of guys out there today that are that are Peel guys. So yeah, it's it's good to see good to see GTA football players um, you know do, doing it right in the CFL. Uh, Enoch Mwamba, one of the best. Well, here's another kickoff, and let's see if we get another special teams touchdown. And once again, it's going to be Leak taking it out to the 46-yard line, and that's where they will take over first and 10. You never want your kickoff returners to go against what their assignment is, and it's so tempting when you know players are in high school or, or college and they're just faster than everyone else. That might have been one of those rare occasions where if Leak actually busts that out to the left, sure, he's going to get yelled at when he gets back to the bench, but there was a ton of space if he goes against where he's supposed to go there, although I'm not advocating for that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the wrong thing to do, but, man, there was an open field. Well, there was a guy here named Bashar Levingston once who went against the grain off Sometimes it worked out, sometimes it didn't, but when it did, it was usually pretty sweet. Kelly on first down is going to go to the far side. He's got Hedell across the 50 to the 52-yard line. They get about halfway to the first down. Yeah, it's like a quick receiver screen out there. Nice block from Joan Breskison just to create a little bit of space. Um, that's Yeah, that's the, the perfect first down play like we talked about in the first half. The more situations like this that Chad Kelly and the Argonauts offense can end up in, third and three, or sorry, second and three, second and four, uh, it opens everything up and they can do whatever they want. They need four on second down from their own 52. Montreal is going to send six, and it's a perfect call. They get it out the leak on the screen. 50, 40. 30 down the sideline, 20 down the right sideline, brought down inside the 15-yard line. Javon Leak with a monster gain. What a perfect play call against that defense. Yeah, absolutely. Pressure coming, and they send a safety blitz late as well. And, yeah, Chad Kelly having the wherewithal to be able to get it out to the right side, and there was nobody left with Javon Leak. The man that, that would have been responsible for him in coverage was coming in on the blitz, and he kind of forgot about that responsibility. No one nearly down the sideline. I said a screen, but the receiver actually left the block and came back to the middle. There was nobody out in the flat with Leak. Who leaked out of the backfield? <laughs> yeah. First attempt of the 12. Kelly under pressure, and he's going to throw the ball away. That'll probably be grounding. It did get out of bounds and was shy of the line, and now a flag comes out. And there is a defender writhing in pain, and it's going to be uh, Mike Moore. And he is not 
in a very comfortable spot right now. He's got his face down on the carpet and is kicking. Oh, boy, I hate Intentional seeing that. Grounding, Toronto number 12. That's the right call on grounding. There was no receiver out there. It didn't get it. He tried to get it out of bounds and it just didn't work. Yeah, he never really had a shot on that. There wasn't great protection up the middle. And they brought Joan Breskison in as well. He brought him in at the last second to try and hold off the charge because they could see that there was going to be pressure coming. But, yeah, it, uh, guys got on Kelly almost immediately. He tried. The, the smart thing to do there is just to, to take the loss, take the sack, go down, you know, live to, to play another play. But, uh, yeah, dangerous throwing it up like that. It can get picked off. Uh, it can get jarred loose as you're, as you're trying to throw the football. But uh, I guess second best thing that could have happened on that play is, uh, is an intentional grounding penalty. Yeah, Mike Moore's going to walk off on his own, which is great news. wonder if he got a stinger. Those scare the... I've never had one, but just talking to basically everybody in football who has, they just say it scares you, almost yeah. paralyzes you for a minute. There's some injuries like that which don't have long-term consequences, even like basic things like getting winded. That's, that's one of the worst feelings yeah. ever, and yet, uh, you know, it's, it's gone quickly. It's, it's harmless, but, man, does that hurt at the time. We'll call it second and 22 from the 24. Kelly starts the offense, stops it, resets everybody. Three to the near side, ball on the right, hash mark, four-man rush. Kelly rolling out, flushed out, rolling left, pump fake. Now he's going to run to the 20 to the 15. He slides down to the 11-yard line. He'll get the loss back and a couple, but it will be a field goal situation for Boris Beattie. Or will they try to get the touchdown? I think you want to get the field goal unit in a little bit better sync, which is the reason why I assume Toshi Sato wasn't playing today. Just because they've got some work to do, and there was a missed hold on a field goal attempt or a, a conversion attempt earlier. This will be an 18-yarder from just inside the left hash mark. John Haggerty is the holder. Maxime Latour is the long snapper. Boris goes through his ritual, does a twist at the hips, hands down to his side. The right footer addresses it, puts it up, and it is a B D. 3, 25, sorry, 35, 31. Alouette's lead with seven and a half remaining in the third quarter. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Mike Hogan and Ben Grant with you. Ben, I'm sure you just want to come and have an entertaining game. Welcome to the Argonauts' highest scoring game of the season. 66 points on the board. 35-31 Montreal. You know what's great about it is you've got a, a really nice crowd here at BMO Field today. How many times in Toronto sports history have you seen great crowds show up, whether it's to the Blue Jays game on an opening day and they lose 12 nothing, or you know whatever the sport is? This is exactly what you want to see. The, one of the worst things that could have happened was to have all these fans, and especially all these young fans that you see throughout the stands here, and have a 6-3 to three football game. This is fireworks. 40-yard line is where the Alouettes will put it in play. And it will be Davis Alexander back in at quarterback. Looks like he'll get the second half for the Alouettes. He was one of three on the opening drive for 11 yards. And ground game and a flag comes out. I don't think they got it off in time. Or was there motion? I think there was movement. Procedure. Yep. Montreal, number 68. Look at you. Pierre-Olivier Lestage, P.O., to friends will take the penalty 
10th overall in the 2021 draft. And that's something that sometimes comes with getting a new quarterback in the in the game. They try to go with a similar cadence, but again, when you've got your second and then third uh, starting quarterback, uh, it's it's sometimes a little bit different, and maybe just that difference in cadence was enough to get the stash to jump. First and 15 from their own 35. Argos in a 40 front, and they will quick hitter far side. Nice move by the receiver, Mike Jones. And he gets knocked out of bounds. Flag came out before he was knocked out of bounds. Usually that's not good news for the offense. No, and I don't think it's going to be in this case either. And they're lucky that was a quick hitter because Brinkman absolutely shed his man. Legal block, Montreal number 62. 10-yard penalty remains first down. Uh Uh-oh. Now it's first and long. First and 25 for the Alouettes from their own 25. Brinkman was a guy they were really excited to get because most guys after the at this stage of the season when he signed, most of them are going to continue to look for a job in the NFL. He signed in late September and has come in here after not making the Jets and he's itching to get going. And a draw. They run right at his hold a hole and still on his feet as Alexander will take it out to the 35. It's a gain of 11 but still 14 shy of the first down. Yeah they had action coming out to the right side of the quarterback and that drew the linebackers attention and then there was a big hole for him to run up the middle and uh, back to Brinkman for a second. What I love about him is he's such a big guy. He looks like I don't know if this is a nickname but Brink's truck comes to mind because he does look like it. I remember showing up to practice the first time uh, he was out for a practice and thinking, okay, I'm going to see if I can find the new guy. It did not take long. He is a, a giant individual, at least in terms of width. Uh, that is a large man, and he can move. He's a state heavyweight champion in high school in wrestling. I'm not surprised. So he's quick, upper body. And under pressure, Alexander eludes it. He's chased by Fayette. He throws to the far side. He's got a man of the first down marker. As Cole Speaker, who's having a heck of a game, for the Alouettes ends up and somehow the Alouettes are able to convert a first and 30 into a first down. That was a huge play from Alexander. He was under so much pressure. There were two or three Argos that, that could have had him in the backfield but it was almost this sort of awkwardness of who is it that's getting the sack here. It looked like they didn't quite know who was going to make the tackle instead of just everyone going for the quarterback. He escapes and is able to find an outlet. Achipong was in pursuit at the end after it looked like a couple of guys, as Ben said, had him. Instead, it's a first down from their own 51-yard line. Alouette's leading 35-31, five and a half left in the third quarter. Four-man rush. Back to pass, lots of time this time, although it breaks down as Alexander goes long down the numbers. Flag down, incomplete. And where that's thrown, that's usually bad news for the defender. That, That play was a mess from the beginning. All the receivers on the right side thought it was a running play. And the only receiver on a route uh, was running down the, the left sideline on a go route. It's going to be on Tarveris McFadden, who was in coverage there. Yeah. It's unfortunate that the one receiver running a route is, uh, you know, is the guy making the player. But McFadden, uh, you know, a little bit rough down the sideline. Might have been a little bit of grabbing, but I don't know. I let that go. I think I let that go. If that gets called every game, it's going to be a long game with a lot of flags. First down at the 49-yard line of the Argonauts. Four to the near side for the Alouettes. Alexander gives the ball to Antwi up the middle, and the Calgary Dino product will get four yards, second down at six. 
I wonder if they're going to put William Stanback away for the rest of the game, and we're just going to see mostly, yeah, mostly Antwi. I think that would be the smart thing for Montreal to do here. I don't think he's quite back up to the William Stanback that we've seen at times, but he he has looked better each week. I would really like to see him play well next week, and then you know get really tired. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Six down to get on second down. Alouettes in the Argo 45, left hash mark. Three receivers up top, two to the boundary. Flag against the Argos. They jumped early. Alexander throws off his back foot, and it is dropped as Kevin Kaya had the opportunity to bring that down, and the French-born global player could not haul it in. Toronto, number 93. Five-yard penalty. Repeat, second down. Benoit Marion this time. I think that's the 412th offside penalty against the Argos today. At least if we're not missing one or two on our tally here. And uh, all legit, too. Like, they're just, yeah. they're just not timing it properly. should also say it's difficult, and I'm surprised we haven't seen more on the offense because you've had two different quarterbacks with two different cadences get in there, and sometimes that can be problematic for the O-line trying to time their getting off the ball. They're going to give it to Antwi, off tackle, left side for three. And that will be good for a first down. There's a lot of noise on that play. You can hear it all the way up here, just the, the collision of shoulder pads and helmets. That that felt like old-school football, just a downhill four-yard run. We'll mark it at the 36-yard line. Mentioned Montreal, potentially coming here in a couple of weeks, potentially Hamilton coming here. Would love to see you out here, Argonauts.ca, for tickets. Get them before Montreal and Hamilton fans know that they're coming. First down and 10 from the 36-yard line, left hash mark, running play. Antwi again, tries to bounce it outside, cuts back inside. And Jonathan Jones and company in there to make the tackle at the 32-yard line as Antwi turns nothing into about three or four. They've got uh, Josh Haggerty playing corner now, which I, I haven't really seen them do at all. They're just, you know, mixing mixing pieces around. The Argos are very lucky in that they've got so many defensive backs who are comfortable in so many different spots. They've moved all sorts of players from halfback to Sam Linebacker to corner. And now Jeff Haggerty, who's really only ever played safety for the Argos, is out here playing field corner. He's gotten them out of a game before at the half, or sometimes they'll take the safety or the half and move him to safety. Or if the half goes out, move the safety over to half. Under pressure, Alexander's going to throw it almost picked off. He had pressure again in the backfield, and it was Deontay Knight who came in, showing what he did so well at the OUA level at Western. Yeah, Deontay Knight got a really nice push there. It's it's interesting to see, because I think he's a little heavier than his listed weight, which was probably taken preseason, 243. Yep. It looks like they want to turn him into an interior guy. At Western, they used him out wide, sometimes out really wide, because uh, you could play him anywhere. But, yeah, I like him in the middle. He's got a really nice burst. Well, he'd get into that wide nine, even, you know, if the, if the tight end was out there, he'd get outside the tight end. Yeah. And just became a menace to try and block. Cote's going to come out for a 41-yard field goal attempt. Get it up. Haggerty got in there. And Cote's going to put it through for the field goal. And the Alouettes, once again, have a seven-point lead again with a couple of minutes left in the third quarter. It's uh, 38-31. I'm not used to saying 30s this year. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 38-31. 31. Alouettes after the Cote field goal have reclaimed the seven-point lead. 
This has been a weird, wild, crazy game. Big plays on offense, big plays on defense, two huge plays, one for each team on special teams. A touchdown each way. Argos with a Hadell kickoff return to start the third quarter. And then Jabari Ellis with a blocked punt, clean up the middle. He fell on in the end zone. One of those games, 38-31, a couple of minutes left here in the third quarter. Argos, still with Chad Kelly in a quarterback, will go double tight end moving from right to left. And after the field goal, will take it on the 40-yard line. They'll put it in play from the left hash mark. Two receivers up top, and they play action to Adam Boye. And on the in route, they hit Hedell, who had one guy to beat to make that a huge game, but he'll still take it out close to midfield. Looked like a run pass option there where Chad Kelly correctly pulled the ball because he had a step on the inside with Hedell, uh, and he's just basically reading the backer. If the backer takes a step up, he pulls it, makes that throw to Hedell. If the backer stays where he is, he hands it off to uh, Adebayoye for the run. He was released by Saskatchewan on June 5th and signed here a couple of months later in Toronto. Ball to the 54-yard line, their own first and 10. Alouette's bring guys from depth. Kelly reads it, throws long, and I think he just overthrew the DB or the receiver, but there is a flag on the play, and I assume that will be against Montreal for pass interference, and indeed that's going to be the call. Yeah, it's going to be, and they weren't really, Hadell and, and Kelly weren't on the same page on that. It looked like Kelly illegal thought he was... On a receiver. Montreal number 45. Yeah, and this is penalty. illegal First contact on a receiver, the 10-yard penalty, but yeah, it looked like Chad Kelly was throwing a go ball, and it looked like Hadell thought he was supposed to be going to the inside, but it's fine, you know, get the ball out there, and you're going you're gonna to sometimes get a call like that. So it'll be a first down at the 46-yard line. In a game situation, they're in BD range now. Three receivers will go to the right, two to the near side, ball on the left hash mark, Adam Boye is the back, back to passes Kelly into a five-man rush, goes out to the numbers, he's got Breskis into the 40, spins off one tackle, spins off a second, powers his way over a third, and takes it for the first down of the 35-yard line. I know it's only an 11-yard gain. That might be the best play I've seen from Jawan Breskison as a Toronto Argonaut. He made three different guys miss. He showed his strength and size, and that's a, a huge advantage that he has against smaller DBs. He knows to protect the football. He's agile. He's quick. That was a, a tremendous play. And the speed that Chad Kelly had on that pass to get it out there, uh, to have faith in Breskison bringing that in is, is big too. First and 10 from the 36. Out of Oboye on the counter, will cut it back up the middle instead, take it inside the 30, close to first down yardage. You talk about the Brescus and play being his best. The touchdown catch in the first half wasn't bad. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> you know, that, that, that probably, the touchdown catch probably is the best. I'm still not positive. A little part of his shoe isn't out of bounds, yeah. but officially it stands as a touchdown, so I guess I gotta say the touchdown catch is the best, but in terms of individual effort. Oh, no question. That was an amazing play I, that, that I 11 yard game. because I love it. Yes, no, I, I get you. Second down at the yard from the 27 yard line. Ball on the right hash mark out of a boy A stands to the right of Kelly. Kelly's gonna throw. He's got a man at the 20 yard line. It's caught by Dejan Brissett down to the 16 and that is going to be good for another 11 and a first down it's a good, the good thing about Brustis and going back to Juwan for a minute as we've uh, hit the end of the third quarter, I'll say this very quickly he had about 4 chances on 50-50 balls in the East Final last year and wasn't able to bring any of them down I like the fact that they're giving him the opportunity to do that again and he has answered the call on a couple of different occasions we are at three-quarter time, 38-31 Montreal over the Argos. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050.